0: Let's get into the reviews. Uh, Sharkies defeat the Dragons. 52 to 16. I mean, a really, really good win for the Sharkies. And I've spoken about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. They got this almost, it's a curse where you go, great win, but we know you can do that. And it's like, so it's like, as a Sharkies fan, it's like, well, I want you to be s- celebratory of this incredible 50, we put 50 points on the Dragons in the derby. But at the same time, we have to be honest and say, yeah, for sure. Like this is what the sharkies are, but
2: we need to see it against a top eight side. And that's the thing, I I feel like a dick not complimenting the sharks too much off the back of this, but I know you can do this. Yeah. I don't care. I know you can do this. You were you, you always going to do this. Um, it's that you want to see them perform against those top eight sides and we haven't seen it so far this year. We saw very little of it last year. We know they're capable of doing it. They've, they've shown in games, even ones they haven't won, that they've competed with those top eight sides. But it, they like And, and I, I, I'm not sure what their draw is over the next few weeks, but I've got a feeling they've got a few bottom eight teams. Uh,
0: it's about three weeks. Play. I think Warriors are their first top eight side. Yeah, okay. And they might be out of the top. I mean, I don't think they will be, but they could be. That's how
2: close the top eight is. Yeah, it's tough. So, yeah, (coughs) it's hard to work out what to say about the Sharkies. I'll say this to their credit. I thought the Dragons in the first 20 minutes, I sat there and went, oh, this is going to be a different story. They've actually come to play here. Uh, But then, of of course, as soon as the Sharkies got a little bit of possession and Nico Hines got some good ball, it was just over. Yeah. So what 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 I'm going to do is
0: we're going to set aside they have to be the top eight. Yeah. And let's talk about this team. As if they just beat an NRL team 52 to 16. So for people listening, we're aware that they need to be the top eight side to, you know, really, but let's just celebrate the fact that they won 52-16. Nico Hines was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love the fact that he obviously struggled against Storm and then the whole New South Wales thing. Uh, came out and was just on fire. But my another guy I want to speak about is Maddie Moylan. Yeah.
2: I thought Maddie Moylan was outstanding this game. Yeah, Matty Moylan, he, uh, and like I, I'm in a, a I'm in a, a lot of Facebook groups just to see what fans are saying and whatnot. And geez, Cronulla fans are going after Moiser. Mm. They are coming for him. And you know, I always think back to that stat that I think it was Matty pointed out at the end of last year that he had the most try contributions. And you think about how potent that edge is. Mm. You've got to give some credit to the five eight. Yeah, and I, I know defensively, Matty Moylan has issues, but I also think there's you know there's three guys in that edge that are really <coughs> struggling in defence. Mm. Did all right the other night uh to their credit but i think for the last few months there's three guys in that edge that have been struggling so i man i thought moise was tremendous i thought that, that that try that he put uh Nicodoro through like that's what i love about matt Morland is that with his ball playing he's able to play slow and let the defence make their decisions and Mm. the way that he's able to play like you can play before the line at the line or through the line the way that moisa plays through the line he's an absolute freak at it it's it's one of those skills you can't really coach Mm. you've either got it or you don't moises always had it it's what i loved about him when he was at the panthers originally yeah yeah i think that the biggest
0: challenge for moisa is you know we all know he can attack there's no denying that it's just defense it's really defense and a few weeks ago i was actually thinking you know maybe you're bring in a bit earlier than you probably normally would to see how he goes obviously then you could make a decision heading into finals footy but when Moiser comes out and plays like this do you go well at, at the moment it would be incredibly harsh to be bringing in anyone for Moiser.
2: you know what I love too about Moiser in this game is that it wasn't all the flash plays but like he just took a lot of hit-ups mm. he just came off his left foot and went straight back into the ruck on a number of occasions which you love to see and isn't it just great to see Moylan playing footy for more than two weeks mm. It wasn't that long ago that he just couldn't put any rugby league together.
0: Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. Like, it doesn't make sense. It, yeah, it's like overnight
2: it just changed.
0: <clears throat> and that's got to be his fitness program.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and you look at the Sharkies, they've been – look, I know they had a couple of front rowers struggle with injury, but to keep players in key positions relatively okay, like they haven't had been decimated like other clubs –
2: I will say this about Matty Moylan, like his career hasn't played out the way that I thought it would. When I first saw him for Penrith and he was captain at age 23 or something, like oh, I thought he was going to be the next big, big thing. Mm. I really wish Moisa would have come along five years later. I mm. wish he was part of this current Penrith system. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because like he, he was captain at a very, very young age and I, I, I just think Moylan, obviously injuries got in his way and whatnot and he <coughs> you know he fell out of form for a long time, but I'd love to see him in a really top shelf system. And, you know, the, the Sharkies aren't that far off that, mm. to be but fair. getting to it. Getting to I mean, it, you yeah. Could,
0: and you could make the argument if he is a part of that, it's almost a bigger achievement to yep. a degree because he was a part of lifting. He's an experienced veteran player.
2: I just think with than like, you might not like him, or whatever, but if you think he's not talented, you, you don't get footy. Like he's, oh, got, he's just gifted. I don't know why. I can understand if
0: you're frustrated sometimes with his defence, for sure, but not liking him, he, like, he's never, has he ever done anything bloody wrong?
2: Like not for me. I've I've always really liked Moiser. Mm. He always seems to be a good guy in the community and whatnot. Um, what do you think about the Sharkies, Matty?
1: Yeah, thought they were. I thought they were awesome. Um, again, we said at the start we need to see him play good teams, but um, they did absolutely everything that they needed to do. I thought defensively, you know, they're still not quite there. They they still missed a couple of pretty bad tackles, but. <laughs> They score what, nine tries. It's
0: just it, so surprising that their defence is their issue. Yeah, yeah. Because, and, and, like,
1: yeah. And that's going to that's gonna be their problem. But I, I had a look uh, ahead at the draw. I think the way they finish their season is pretty perfect. They've got, in the last, like, five weeks, they've got the Rabbitohs, the Panthers, the Raiders, and maybe someone else. Mm. I think leading into finals, a couple of those tough games is exactly what they need. If they can manage, I'm sure they'll manage to like pick up, you know, wins against lower teams until then, and then they can really test themselves. So I, I think the draws are going to favour them heading into the finals because they need a couple of big tests mm. before they before September.
0: It, it could favour them in the sense of they'll get a gauge of where they are. Yeah. You know, it may not favour them in the sense of they get beaten by every team that they're leading into finals and they don't make the A. Mm. But if you're looking for a, a gauge of like, you know, you'd almost, I mean, you want them to play finals, for you as a Sharkies fan. But you don't want them to get there by a run of, you know, bottom tier sides and then they get into the game one and they get absolutely pounded.
2: Yeah. Just to show you where they are, it's interesting. This time last year, they're currently sitting third on the ladder. This time last year, they were sitting third. Uh, This year, they have scored 421 points. Last year, they'd scored 380. So they've improved by 40 points. Defence, though, this time last year, they'd conceded 311. Currently, uh, they are sitting – sorry – this time last year, they conceded 272 points. Now they're at 311. So they've seemingly got better in attack, but worse Worst in defence. Well, they're, they're yeah. the best
1: attacking team in the comp when it comes to points per game. They're, they're scoring 28 points a game, and no one else has beaten that.
0: Yeah, so it's ironic. It's, we spoke about it quite early in the season. They're almost like a better version of the Titans. Yep. You know, like they have that issue of defence. We know they can attack. So the positive is is their issue is clear as day. Clear as day. It's a defensive lapses and all that kind of stuff. So
2: hopefully um, they can sort that. Just with the Sharkies too, they're on 24 competition points, which, you know, you go down to eighth place to the Warriors, they're on 22 competition points as well. But the Sharks have had all three of their buys. They're the only team in the top eight that's had all three. Mm. So every other team has at least one more buy or two buys to come. So <coughs> it's, it's it's fantastic The competition is this way, that you can be sitting in third and you're, you're not that far off Yeah,
0: you're not ride. locked in. Yeah, you're not no. locked in at all. Um, I want to talk about... My other boy, the big Tommy Hazleton. How good is he? How much impact does he bring? The big fella. I remember seeing him in the preseason trial going, oh, he's a big, there's, some, there's a bit about that big fella. And ever since then, any opportunity he's got, he's made the most of it. I mean, I don't know whether he's been injured or he's just a victim of how stacked this sharky's, you know team is. But, mate, very hard to be leaving him out of the side now.
2: I think it's something that's really underrated in our game. Kempy is with forward packs having different body shapes. Mm. He's a classic. Yeah, there's just there's not many guys in the league that have a body like his. And like you, I think you will see him score a lot of tries that most guys wouldn't, just because he's got an extra half a meter on people. Yeah. His reach is just incredible. Mm. Big big boy. And something about bold guys when you put um, tape around their heads. Go to another level. Yeah.
0: Go to another level. Um, he, uh, he's also he's quite. Agile for how big he is. Like, he, he's mobile. He yeah. is mobile. So it's going to be interesting to see how his career plays out. You know, does he stay as that impact off the, you know, bench kind of player? Or does he grow into a, you know, a 50, 60-minute 50, forward? Maybe, maybe 60 is a bit too much, but, like, a 40 to 50-minute front rower. be really interesting to see how his uh, career Could plays out. Could go that. either way, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because he, he doesn't lack for toughness. Mm. And not, like, he looks like a guy that would love to get through a lot of work. Um, you know, Sometimes impact forwards, you can tell that that's just what they want to do. They want to come on, go hard, get off. Whereas there's some guys, I, I don't know, he just seems to be a player that wouldn't mind a gritty grind kind of thing. Yeah. Again, need to see more of him. Um,
2: hard forward pack to get into, though.
0: Really hard forward pack to get into. Really, really hard. But I loved him off the bench. I loved the fact that the Sharkies were behind behind him. Uh, another guy I want to talk about, Blake Braley. Jeez, he's getting better and better and better. And he's just flown completely
2: under the radar. He's a guy that, like, you would never put him as, like, the most improved player in the competition over a season, but I reckon over three years, very hard to argue against. Well, it's like... It's like he's got just better every single week for three years straight.
0: And we don't value enough just a lot of rugby league. Yeah. Like, think about how seasoned his body is now. Think about how used to he's getting to the flow of the game. Like, that's what Cam Smith made, made him so great is he, by the time he got to 37 years old, he could read a game like we've never seen before to the point where you're just going, how did he see that? And that's just time on a footy field. Oh, and also naturally gifted intellectually, obviously, but it also is time on a footy field.
2: Yeah, and if you're looking for a very good example, we'll talk about it soon, but that intercept that DCE threw, he took the other yesterday... Yeah. That was just a classic. He's seen it all before. Mm. The vast majority of players in that situation are watching who's their man, where they're going. DCE is just able to see it all unfold because he's seen it all before, yep. like Cam Smith.
0: And he'd like, Kiri had been going at him. So we'd gone. So it's almost, it's like, it's like boxing. There's so many little things like, uh, I guess battles going on that you don't know about, like yep. jamming in, not jamming in, or doing certain plays to get certain reactions out of the opposition. And you could see that battle between Cleary and DCE. Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, with the, the Sharkies, absolutely fantastic. Blake Braley, I, I just think this year we've really seen him get confident with his own ability at a dummy half, whereas the years before, very much off the deck, hit his player, beautiful pass, beautiful service, gets through his work, where he's added an extra dimension to his game where he runs a little bit more. I think it's been two weeks in a row where he's set up a try off his own bat. Mm. You add that to the attacking prowess of, I mean, now look at it. Maybe there's no coincidence that they've, they've scored more points this year, maybe it's because Braley is adding those extra points.
2: Yeah, and I think full credit as well <laughs> as you go to Cronulla because they brought Jaden Beryl down from Queensland yeah. Cup. And I know he hasn't played, but I reckon that would have been a sign to Blake Braley Hey, you gotta step up. Because yeah. we've got another hooker now. Yeah. The first parts of his career was him and only him. Yeah. There's no other option. But mm-hmm. I, and I cannot believe we haven't seen Beryl in first round. I know. Did he win like he
0: won Hooker of the Year in Kick Cup yep. two years ago? Uh, so yeah, really, really exciting there. Um, so look, oh, Nicotta. Fuck he's mm. hit his straps he's hit his straps
2: Is he the best back rower Is he the best Edge back rower We were speaking On this on Friday Friday yeah, yeah. yeah. Well I'm you said it A few weeks ago <clears throat> and when you said it I went jeez Matty I don't know about that But mm. ever since then I've sort of been sitting
0: there Going is he Yeah I, he, brought, he brought it up on Friday And initially I was like I, Yeah I could see it And I thought more about it And I'm like okay and we go through the names You got Nanai Who's come back Absolutely fucking. For feeder You lock him in Definitely the best Back rower in the game mm so, you lock him in for 100%. But when we're talking about Dalian team of the year, that other sport has to be probably between him, Hudson Young, Nanai. Well, Nanai will get it if he keeps playing the way he's playing. But Nanai, if he continues on his thing, you know, when you actually look at um, Papali'i and Bateman's stats, they're actually not that far off when they're in grand yeah. final teams. But most people will say that they're not in the running because their team's running last, which is like, I understand that argument. I get it. But when individually, they're actually not that far off there. Yeah, being and, a part of a grand and I site. think
2: the the thing with him is that he's now done it for two years straight. Like he burst onto the scene, then he went a little bit quiet. Mm. But the last two years, he's been tremendous. Yeah,
0: agreed, agreed. So Nicola, if if by the end of the season he gets that, I, was, I think Fafita's locked in. Yeah. Like he Fafita could play like a busted for the rest of the year, and I'd still give it to him. That's how good he's been. Um,
2: well, if, if you're picking genuine left and right edge, I think he is the best right edge. I'd probably have Keon in the same sort of ballpark, but I think I would still go uh, with Brent at the moment. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's been so, so good. Uh, now let's get to the Dragons. Uh, look, a lot of fight in that first 20 minutes, um, but it's just isn't it such a, uh, a good example of you can have all the best intentions in the world as a team, but if everything is not clicking and everything is not right, the cracks will show. And that game was the example for the, the dragons. They came out, had all this intention, first 20 minutes you're going, wow, the dragons could genuinely cause a massive upset here. But when you're under fatigue, when everything's going against you, you need everything to go and be going for you. And at the moment, dragons, everything's going against them. Um, it is a saga that needs to be sorted as soon as possible.
2: Yeah, I and mean, like, when you think about an NRL team going into a game and you take injuries, suspensions, form, off-field, everything, like if everything is perfect and it's at 100%, like getting things to 90% mm. is a huge achievement. And I think it's evident in the NRL now that the difference between 90 and 80%, it's miles. Nah, miles. And Like like you can be 5% off in a game and it can cost you 40 points.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's how like ruthlessly good teams are getting, are taking their opportunity. The Dragons... Are- Look, unfortunately, yep, for sure, the players have to take responsibility. There's no denying they need to be better. But I think they're paying the price for poor management for the last couple of years. It has been a poorly run club, at least from the outside looking in, for at least two years now. uh, And you're seeing the damages from it.
2: Yeah, for sure. And this is, you know, I I 100% get where people are coming from with Ben Hunt. He should stay there. But at the same time, I get it from Ben Hunt's perspective. As I said last week, it's just, Every week there is something new, something that is going well, on. That's just-
0: like they, let go, they, they, they they released Kerr, so Kerr could go. Then a report came out that Lomax has been told he can go. But then Flano came out and said, no, I want to work with Flano. Again, this is just all bad management. The fact that all this stuff is leaking, getting out, Anthony Griffin told he needs to reapply, like all this stuff, you don't see this when a club is at its best Working well, you don't see this, and I, and people will say, well, of course, when you're winning, but that's the winning is a symptom of good admin, not the other way around. It's not winning sorts out your admin. Um, you look at all the other cl- teams that are struggling. Unfortunately, their club admin is struggling substantially. Leaky, leaky clubs with you know a lot coming out of it. I mean, look, look, at example, perfect example, Penrith Panthers before uh, their run dramas left, right and centre, you know, Ivan Cleary sacked, hook brought in, dramas between Anthony Griffin and Phil Gould, Phil Gould and Ivan, you know what I mean? Like there was dramas everywhere. As soon as it has been dead silent has been when the Panthers have gone on their run. Yeah.
2: Like it is literally almost to the fucking day. Um, so. And this is a classic example. If the Dragons happen to win this game of football, do you reckon you hear about Zach Lomax this week? It's
0: crazy. That, that whole Zach Lomax situation is the most bizarre thing ever.
2: How but it's also the most dragons thing ever at the exact same time, which is just it just shows where they're at at the moment.
0: Gets dropped, gets pulled back into the side, then now there's reports that he's, you know, on the outer, then he's get told he can go elsewhere. But then you the
2: they swap sides for no apparent reason.
0: Yeah. Then the new coach comes in and says, No, no, I want to work with Lomax. I just makes me I it just it's just surprising. The whole thing is just doesn't make any sense and then some of the decisions and like selections on the weekend i thought were a bit surprising the fact that they put fainai and uh monga monga on an edge together with sullivan it's like mate you're asking for trouble there i mean look at the bulldogs same situation rajab debut starting with a rookie center and a relatively rookie karaz on the edge there just these that that decision like the left side for the dragons They were completely torn apart. And, yes, you can blame the players for sure, but, like, also, selecting Sullivan, Fainai for the first... That was his first time at centre for the Dragons this year.
2: Uh, Yeah, it might have been his second, but not many. Not many.
0: Plus, Monga on the the edge. I just... That's... I believe that's a poor decision. Um, So... Yeah, look, uh, DeBellin, once again, got through a bunch of work, didn't stop trying, uh, but we could try to, we could talk about individual and, you know, defensively on the edges, you know, they are quite poor. Um, Salone, once again, really mixed night, incredible try, but then doesn't dive on the ball when he should be diving on the ball. I know it's a brave thing. I know it's dangerous. I know you can get knocked out, but, you know, you've got to do it.
2: Yeah, and watching that live, I knew Sloan was never getting that ball, unfortunately.
0: Which is yeah, it's sad. It sucks. It sucks.
2: But then you, you see him take that bomb and break away from three, four tackles and run away. It's like I see it, but there's just so many other things Sloan has to put together in his game.
0: Yeah, it uh, he you see it, it like it is uh, there's a lot of players at the moment at clubs that are struggling with this incredible potential, but they're just rest of their game is just does it's not rounded out and and so I, I do believe Flano will be able to get get through to him. I really, I think that he might be the right guy to get those tougher edges into his game where he's willing to dive on the ball. And, you know, he's does. In, instead of, you know, chip chasing it out of his own end, he decides to just take the tough carry or, or whatever. Um, so really mixed night for Sloan. And, and that's why it's so hard as a young fella when you have these parts of your game like that where you should dive on the ball, but you didn't. But then you go and score a try that literally most players in the comp can't do. So very hard to convince a young fellow that like you'd almost trade the try for the dive at the, the ball yep. uh, on the ground. But you would every day of the week. Yeah, you would trade it because that try will come anyway because yeah. you know, that's who you are. You're a gun. You're a superstar. Like you, Sloan, his potential at fullback is fucking unbelievable.
2: But it's all the stuff that you need to work on. They're decisions. They're decisions. And, and those are the moments that, you know, if you were to get Sloane to sit in a room with Billy Slater, to that try, you go, I, I don't care. Mm. This is the moment that matters
0: mm, here. Yeah. I mean, you looked at... Um, and look, all, all young players are dealing with it. Like Reese Walsh, he's dealing with his own issues of, of rounding out his game. Like he's a superstar and he killed it in origin and all that. But there are parts of his game. So it's not... Um, it's not on, on, uncommon for a young fella to come into grade and need a bit of rounding out. The concern I have at the Dragons at the moment, like right now, is these young guys for the last two to three years haven't been treated the way young up-and-coming guns should be treated. They haven't been given the best direction, the best coaching. And I think I think Flano can do that, though. I, th- I really do think he can get the best out of these guys.
2: And clubs. that's the frustrating thing. I think you described it well there, that you look at these young guys and they're not well-rounded out yet, but you look at all the guys that have left the Dragons. Robson, Garrick up all these guys despite not being in the greatest system some of them jackson ford Mm. they've become well-rounded very
0: quickly yeah and so yeah yeah we always say players need to take responsibility but i personally think these young guns like sullivan amone sloan i personally think they they have been let down by the development um by the club unfortunately but flano is coming next year so at least you know or we speak negatively about how about how the club has been run but they are getting Flannel wins, so you got to give him props for that. You know, he is a premiership winning coach that took a side that was very average when he came on board to a, a fucking great side, a great side. Just got to
2: hope the damage isn't too deep. Yeah, for I the know, next I know. Two months. That's <sighs> the yeah,
0: um, yeah. So look, the Ben Hunt situation—it's just got to get sorted. It's got to get. It really does because it's gonna. It can get really ugly. It can get really ugly, and whilst whilst it's getting ugly, Amone and Sullivan aren't getting NRL game time. Like, sorry, Amone or Sullivan, yeah. one of them isn't. But it looks like
2: Amone at the moment. Yeah. who was going to be the guy six months ago.